This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shirts for the Scene. Head over to thepopgoproject.com and you can purchase your favorite band t-shirt today. We are raising money for the local artist in Northeastern Pennsylvania whose income was drastically affected by COVID-19 in 2020. And although we're in a new year, bands will continue to struggle to perform like they once did. So grab a shirt, support a band. The proceeds of each sale go right to the bands whose shirt you are buying. Once again, head over to thepopgoproject.com and grab your shirt today. Shirts for the Scene is made possible by Axelrad Screen Printing. Visit them today at axelradarmy.com. My guests today are in a band from northeastern Pennsylvania called The Robinsonade. The band is comprised of Joe Lombardo, Ryan Grutt, also a member of Alma Mater, Retrovi, and University Drive, and Nick Montini and Ryan Whitman of the band The Cryptid. They will be releasing an EP called Lukewarm on Friday, January 29th. And in this podcast, you'll get to hear the premiere of a song from that EP called Foxhole. We talk about how the band got started, how they wrote and recorded the EP during a pandemic, and how the members are able to differentiate their styles of playing from the other bands that they're in. We also praise the great Tom Brady for being the GOAT, how I was able to get the COVID-19 vaccine, and some shout-outs to Limp Bizkit. Creed, Nickelback, and more. It was a great conversation, and they are all some of the most supportive musicians in the Northeastern Pennsylvania music scene. Welcome to the show, The Robinson Aid. Life. Welcome to the show, The Robinson Aid. Hey, hey, what's going on? We got Joe Lombardo, we got uh, Nick Montini, and Ryan Grutt. Nick, you are in uh, another band, The Cryptid, correct? Yeah. And Ryan, I feel like you're in a thousand different bands. <laughs> it feels like that at this point, too. Alma Mater. I think you spent some time in University Drive. or, or I do. Involved with them now, currently. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Uh, Retrovi. And okay, then yes. I hope, and I think, uh, I think that's it. And then the big boy Robinson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining me tonight or today, whatever time of day it is uh, posted up um, here to talk about the Robinson aid and they are releasing a new EP uh, it'll be released on Friday, January 29th. And we'll also be premiering one of their songs off that EP on this show called Foxhole. So I'm excited for that. I heard it already. Um, we'll get into that, what, what my thoughts are after, you know, everyone listens to it, but, uh, what's new with the Robinson eight outside of, uh, the, the new EP what's, what's going on? Uh, you know, just, um, chilling, spent 2020, uh, having like three shows maybe. And then, you know, uh, we spent a lot of time in the studio, a lot of time, like we went for the first batch of songs. We released the first two singles, Overgrown and Lukewarm. We went to the studio in March for the first, like, and I remember sitting on the, the couch at JL Studios and we're just like, oh man, everything's going to close down. And then the news article like actually came through like the next day, like, oh yeah, everything's closing down. So it feels like we kind of like tail ended both both sides of this ep at the studio we got um the first half done in march and then we like did the second half of end of september and october where not the the not that the pandemic's over or anything but it feels like it's you know the days are counting down to like when things could pro- possibly go back to normal but really excited about uh putting this out now finally that uh 
Oh God, that I was just gonna say that moment felt surreal because it literally was us reading a text message or just like a news article on our phones going, I think the world's shutting down yeah, tomorrow. It, yeah. Close Canada while we were there, I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we were the just the whole like, country. The yeah, whole country just closed down. Shut yeah, it's wild. It's it's something that I never thought we'd experience, but uh and, we're, and here we are, like what is it? We're we're figuring out almost a year later, ten months in. Yeah. I think last week there was the first confirmed, uh, not last week, a year ago, last week was like the first confirmed case um, in the U S. Oh, no way. Yeah. I think it was like January, like 20th, maybe 17th or something. 17th. Okay. Yeah. It was one of those days a week or so ago. Um, It's just wild to think about. I mean, it's it's a year into this and it's like, is it going to end? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thankfully that, I mean, the vaccine is uh, slowly getting uh, out there. Uh, but now they're saying there's a, you know, um, what's the word they used? Uh, a different form. Like a they strain? strain. strain. They use a better Mutations. scientific word, you know, uh, but I'm stupid, so I don't remember it. No, variant. Variant. That's what it was. Um, but I asked my wife, my wife said uh, that the, the vaccine should still help uh, against that strain too. But I don't know. The whole rollout for that has been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, my first dose of it i'm lucky enough to have a job where they deem me essential okay good i got my first round last week oh nice and uh, let me tell you how i got my first round according to my bmi i am considered obese Uh, (laughs) oh well Damn, I could have gotten that a, a month ago then. Look at the time. <laughs> could have had three rounds of this at this point. I am so that they made some modifications to who qualified uh last week at some point. And who knew that being unhealthy can keep you healthy? Good. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I don't put too much uh you, know, you look great. Concerned. I'll be the one that says it. I think you look great. <laughs> Joey, you too. So I, you guys look <laughs> phenomenal. So don't worry about it. I mean, I could lose a couple LBs. I mean, not going to lie. But so uh, that, so, and not that I say that I agree with any of that, but that basically gives you the Disney fast pass to skip the line. Does it really? Well, no, does it? Does oh, we, for the, for the vaccine? I, yeah. yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I qualified because I am considered obese. Yeah. yeah. I think well, you uh, look great. I'll, I'll say it again. <laughs> I feel fantastic. You should feel good after it. I heard a lot of people get a little, little, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, some of the symptoms. And then the second round's even like a little bit worse because they put a uh, more of the like the live strain into you when you do it. Yeah. I mean, it, my arm was sore for a day. Uh, it's pretty good now, though. That was Friday. Today's yeah. Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. like, yeah. But, that's good news. I'm just yeah. hope that, uh, you know, they can follow up on round two because I feel like this stuff's like running out, but yeah, I heard a lot of the things are like expiring because they, it was like you said, the the whole thing was instead of like the country doing it all at once, they were just like, Hey, individual States decide where you want to do. So they're wasting like, I think it's like a couple million doses a week now because yeah. they, it's been about a month since we have like the order of them. Yeah. It's crazy crazy but 
Fingers oh, crossed. Here. Fingers crossed. We're here. We're no one we're gets in it. The home we're here on the Popco podcast, my guy. Yeah, man. So you guys finished up. You started the, the first part of it in March of last year in 2020. You kind of wrap things up now. Um, as far as getting, I mean, we just writing during the pandemic and sharing files and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, the, a lot of the, a lot of structure with this band actually is I have ideas for songs and I make like a, make like a, a general idea of what it is. Me and Grut usually record like the, the demos of it more or less. And we all come together from there and, do stuff so a lot of the ideas do start with me but like it's it is like everyone doing the writing on it we're really like in tune i feel like everyone gets how i write my songs like they i had that uh whole like first album i put out just under my name this is gonna hurt where you could see some of the same things some of the same techniques i did on that i did a lot here but i feel like you know just the the age of me playing for the past three years in public and stuff like that. I learned how to do it. And like, I know where everyone shines. Like Grut is, Grut is great as we do at what he does. Nick is great. Ryan, uh, Ryan Whitman is great. They all understand how I want these songs and I could just pitch them an idea and they'll run with it and do it better than I could have even expected it. Um, I, I also think Joey doesn't give himself uh, as much credit because I think a majority of these songs, um, I mean, lyrically, Joey murders it. And like, for, for the most part, like we barely touch chord structures most of the time. You know what I mean? He, he has, it's a full skeleton of a song. But like Joey says, we all come in, like Nick will add like killer parts, whether it's vocals or bass, same with Ryan and same with me. But like Joey does, Joey should give himself a little more credit. Joey murders a lot of this, I think. Yeah, so Joe, you started, you know, under your own name, Joe Lombardo, right? Yeah. Uh, you released some music under that name. Uh, and then I think, I feel like you announced at one of the, maybe even the Alternators Underground that you were going to be starting a project called The Robinson Aid. Yeah. Uh, what was the the thinking behind that? I mean, did you just want to have a, a, you know, a band and have a, you know, a, a name under that instead of kind of, you yeah. know, have been a solo artist? The whole, the whole thing behind it was, I was just like, I was, I was doing the whole solo stuff for a while. I, it was probably like two years before I even considered like, uh, you know, I wanted to do like full band shows. I was doing sh- like shows with the guys at a point and I was still just going by Joe Lombardo with, you know, them as the backing band and that. But I just had the idea one day, like, I don't really like going by my, my name. And it's, it's weird that like the, the weirdest thing about it was like, I, I loved all my t-shirt designs I had done up until that point, but to see someone literally wear just like Joe Lombardo across their shirt was a little, like, I was self-aware of it. I was just like, that's a little bit weird for me. And I like, there's a ton of, there's a ton of bands that I listen to that like, <laughs> It was like car seat headrest used to be just one guy going by, you know, car seat headrest and like all stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, I can make more of an image out of this. And even from like a marketing standpoint, I can make it better than like the, the, the whole, the whole thing is like the, the logo we have now is deer. Like I want to use like deer imagery and stuff. We do like that. So it becomes like the mascot of the band, et cetera, et cetera. It becomes easier to make an identity, like a lasting identity. Whereas like, the only thing I did before was put a picture of me, like, uh, like a pizza box style that <laughs> stuff like that. Like it was my face and it was a little bit weird for people. I see like four people wearing my face on a shirt. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it was your whole body. <laughs> it was, it was. 
Yeah, I mean, you're talking to a guy who who has a logo of his own face. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's <laughs> I. It's weird. I, it's I, weird. It, it was weird at first. I was just like, you know, even like the Popco project itself, like it does. I do love that design, but just as a band, I feel like it's a lot harder to be like, oh yeah, I like I, you know, Joe Lombardo, Joe Lombardo, especially for like even even like on the like I said in the business end of like the search, the searching of it, like searching for Joe Lombardo. There's like three Spotify artists that like. I, I don't have any songs on my solo Spotify artist anymore. I took them all down and replaced it, putting them on the Robinson aid. But now I'm still like, I get the stream numbers for the other person named Joe Lombardo because like my account just like auto linked his songs to it. So like, it's so, it's so weird. Like I can see those numbers too now. That's um, so even like from a searchability standpoint, from a, from a just identity on stage standpoint, I think the band thing kind of came naturally and I just, you know, filled in the gaps where what, what I wanted slowly. I think that's smart. Uh, you know, from what you said about searching it for it and, and just kind of giving it its own identity as opposed to, you know, Joe Lombardo. Cause yeah, I'm a Lombardo is not uh, an uncommon name. No. Yeah. There's like five hoagie shops that have the same <laughs> album name as Joey. I'm going to be living down the road from the Lombardo hoagie shop now. And I'm not even related to that person. I am not even related to that family. That's the funniest thing to me. You should demand a cut of sales. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you what even drinking there? What do we got there? Oh, I'm, I'm drinking a uh, Trogue's Nugget Nectar. Ooh. Yes. Chef gets. It's nugget nectar season. I'd like to pull a plug for a, a random thing real quick and just say that Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl again. I'd like Tom Brady, hands down, is the greatest quarterback of all time. I thank as a Patriots fan and still a Patriots fan. That's odd. I dude, I was so amped, dude. He won with the first year with a new team. He won with a new team. I, <laughs> I, uh, you're good, you're good. yeah. I mean, I have some friends who are Cowboys fans, and um. <laughs> I, I I think this is accurate. I hope it is because if it, I mean, I think it is. But it said like you know, Dallas Cowboys, you know, have been in the NFC for I forget. Oh man! Oh, is it that one? Is it since nineteen ninety? I think I have it since nineteen ninety seven. They have played twenty four. Uh, they've been it's yeah. like twenty four. Like they've been in the league twenty four years, and they have zero playoff things. Tom yeah. Brady's from the year one year and has won. Uh, yeah. NFC, yeah, sure it is. NFC championship game appearances since 1997. Tom Brady won Dallas Cowboys zero years in the NFC since 1997. Tom Brady won Dallas Cowboys 24. <laughs> 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 happens, it happens. Oh, like, man, it's incredible. It's incredible. It, it is. I mean, you can't deny it. I mean, there's ah, it's insane. It is. I'm a very happy boy. These, these, this hour, yeah. I had to run and get garbage stickers before. <clears throat> we jumped on into this. It was like two minutes left. I'm like, if, if something happens and I leave, I'm going to be really mad. It was a good game too. Oh yeah. I mean, the penalties were through the roof. It yeah. was like, it was, it was a, it was an interesting game. Now though, I, I kind of want the bills to win. I want the bills to win. I Absolutely. Bills to I would love, the, I love the fact that it was a Josh Allen, the quarterback for the bills said that if they go to the Super Bowl or win it, he's going to uh, dive through tables as well. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. What is it? Well, I guess like built the Bills Mafia like, before games, they like jump off cars and uh, in the tables. I think that's what they do. Yeah, and they, that's, like they body slam like their friends off the tables. One guy I saw got <laughs> slammed through a flaming table. 
Yeah. So Josh Allen's like, I'll go through three tables, light them all on fire. And I'm like, yes, I want this guy to win. Oh my God. Well, I'm just, dude, I don't care if Tom wins at this point. I want that to happen. So yes. <laughs> I would like he Tom. Made it there. Does Tom Brady retire if he wins? I do. I, what do you tell the guy? What do you tell the guy that just left a team that he won? Like, I think, what is it? He has six or seven Super Bowls. I think he has six. He has six. And he's, six. Going for, yeah, he's going for seven. He yeah. single-handedly tied the Cowboys record. Well, two hands. He has to wear the rings on two hands. Uh, two well, hands. Yeah. And I yeah. said single-handedly, but they've had monster. I know this isn't an NFL podcast right now, but like. <laughs> it's whatever we want it to be. Uh, there it is. Well, the thing that his teams, his teams has been great. They always had a good offensive line. They have to. He can't get touched. You yeah. can't. You can't. He's have forty-three touch. years old. Oh my god! I'll turn to dust. Even though it's not that old, he'll just explode. It's old for an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, I think they still let. Uh, what? What is it? Is uh, I can't think of who's the oldest in the NFL right now. He's got to be up there. It's in the be. sense of like. It was a kicker would make sense. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. I think because they don't have to do much. Yeah. They just chill out. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see who, uh, I mean, once this gets uh, posted, we'll have a, a uh, winner of the chiefs bills game, but I, I can go for the bills. Yeah, I'm, think, I'm, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping. The I bills was getting a little nervous though. I'm like, does Patrick Mahomes, does he have to sit out because of his concussion? Will they let us uh, slide? Did I miss that too? Did he get rocked? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, he got rocked at the end of the, the game last week. And he I missed that entirely. The whole concussion protocol until like, I think Thursday. Oh man. So he just snuck in under the wire. Yeah. So, but that would no, be interesting. Be, it'll be cool. I'm like, hockey's back on. I'm just watching every sport there is. I know uh, Nick watches racing like I do, and that's coming up too. Is that the 14th? I think so. Yeah. Oh, you guys. Like a week, week or two after the Super Bowl. I don't I don't get into hockey and I don't get into racing. Ooh. I used to love it and I just got back into it and unfortunately Nick feeds my uh, <laughs> uh Yeah, yeah. I Oh, I'll man. be talking to Nick about random things. Like I'll literally just be talking and I'll like all these like drivers start shooting back out of my head and I'm like this is awesome. I know this stuff. I can talk to somebody about it. So yeah. Yeah, it's rare man. I got no one to talk to about it so. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'll just we'll keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. I mean, I guess you could you could race when you're old, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's usually like in the forties. They usually race into. It's funny too because I used to go to drag races when I was younger. I was a big Joe Amato fan. I delivered I was, to his house at, for FedEx. <laughs> is that where you're working? Uh that's where I was working. working. Yeah, I used to deliver to his house. That's awesome. It looks like it would be Joe Amato's house. Yeah, he's got some money. <laughs> Yeah, he he definitely raced some cars. Are you still at Guitar Center? No, no, I left. I my I, I went Guitar Center, pandemic, <laughs> FedEx mid pandemic, and now I'm uh I am at Car Mix, which is a dealership up in Dallas. Oh, with John. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I just uh I just smile and wash some cars and drive them around. You don't sell them? Oh my God, no. Why not? You have a good personality. Because because I could sell a guitar because I know what a guitar is. But if you gave me like a car, I'd be like, yeah, it's got a steering wheel, windows. They have they have books to teach you what what's what. No, but no, 
bless John, because John does a lot for that job. And I just kind of sit there and try to help him out with anything I can. That kid, that kid works. <laughs> Buff out the cars, man. Oh, that's all they do. They're like, hey, that one's got some chili on it. Why don't you clean it? I'm like, all right. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I'm like, no, you clean it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just, I, I put, I put my headphones in. And I just laugh. I listen to Bill Burr all day. And just there like, you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. So, what's up with? Um, I know this is about the Robinson Eight, but I also, I've never had the pleasure of talking to Nick uh, about the Cryptid. Um, <clears throat> what's going on with that band? Uh, nothing much right now. We're we're kind of focusing now on just writing again, uh, getting back into that. We pretty much haven't played our last show that we played was a week before everything shut down for our release show for um something to remember and since then we really haven't done much because the pandemic but um you know we plan on getting back and doing some writing again soon and maybe working on an album which we've never released a full-length album yet so maybe that'll be the next goal but we're not sure yet cool and i've seen ryan you've been in the studio right with uh ed and university drive yeah, we've been going down just about like every Saturday for the most part. It's been it's been awesome. It's been nice to go down and just do something with music. You know what I mean? In a time like this. We'll have to get Ed on here with you guys. Oh, yeah, dude. He'd, he'd do it. Hey, did you guys, uh, were you part of the uh, band when they went on tour with Cold? Uh, yeah, I filled in. Well, Johnny couldn't make it, so I was I was in there. And uh just doing what I could. You know what I mean? It, it was all it was it was hard. So it was it was awesome. Now, like, are you like a hired gun or like, are you like officially part of the band now? It's like, it's like a weird ground. Like I'm definitely, I'm definitely a part of the band. It's just like uh, trying to make, see what's going on. You know what I mean? It's a, cause it's just such a weird time and everybody's trying to get together to make a record. Yeah. So it's just hard to get everybody in one place, you know? Is it hard for you to kind of, I mean, as a musician, I don't know if you have like a certain style, so to speak, but like, is it hard for you to kind of tailor yourself to you know what ed wants and what that band is is like and then compared to you know working with joe and the robinson aid and, and all that kind of stuff yeah um it definitely it definitely takes turns i think um if if i get like caught in something it'll sound like an all modern song 90 percent of the time an all modern song is what ends up coming out of my body and then from variants of doing stuff because even joe has called me on writing an alma mater lead for a robinson aid song he's like can we change that just a little bit and i'm like yeah yeah we i'll totally change alma mater sometimes but we also we got the we got the ryan whitman on drums so we spice it up a bit so it, yeah it's just it's crazy because sometimes like it'll be like just like dependent you know what i mean and with with you you drive um I think a lot of it is, you know, Ed, Ed writes like a monster. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got, Oh my God. I think there was like 60 songs, 50 or 60 songs demoed just to go up to the studio. And, uh, I mean, he really does. He pulls so much weight and you're kind of just like trying to fit into a groove and then like everybody's involved, but like there's such a big part. So you're really tailing towards that. And then like with retro by John and I write just riffs and send each other riffs back and forth you know what i mean mm-hmm. so but with joey it's funny because even the um which it's the song that i guess which i didn't even know was being premiered which i love uh foxhole happened is because i sat down joe what do we have joe was it just a click track 
Yeah, we literally just had a click track and I had the idea with how the verses and how that like last two and a half minute like um, repeating verse went, like how I just wanted it, the melody of it basically. And we were riffing around on it and there were some parts that sounded better than others. Grut would do just like one, maybe two demo tracks over and he's just like, no, I got, I got it. I got it this time. I got it this time. And he would blow through it perfectly how and it stayed almost exactly how it is on that song. Like that happened with a couple songs like it happened on random circumstance i remember we were doing that and it just came out like it went from being not a song to literally almost exactly what we put out in within like five that one was, that was quick too random yeah. circumstance was very fast dude but i like even foxhole joey like i was playing this riff and um I, like it was just a chorus it was it literally is the same melody that made it like everything just kept making it so I sat there, we had a, uh, I had my drum kit set up and I can't play drums that well, but I just do it for the sake of ideas. So Joey's with me. I go, all right, I think I have this. And I sat there and I started playing the drums and then Joey just sang this melody over it. And literally I had Joey yelling in my ear, <laughs> we're going to slow down here. I'm like, okay, I'll slow down. And then he's like, speed it up. And I'm speeding literally, it up. And literally just, <laughs> if there was a, I probably have Snapchats. I, mean, I, I should post those at some behind the scenes things, but literally just a lot of making uh, Robin said songs is me dancing in Grut's basement to how I want the melody to go. Like that's legitimately how it happens. Yo, Joey, hold on. Wait, I don't want to be the one that does it, but hold on. So no. I promise I'll, I'll do it. Cause I have the space. Look at all this open space. I have, but like if <laughs> it had Joey and I both going like this the whole time. So we're just, like, we're just cruising it. And that's how we knew we were like, that's a bop dude. If I start doing a Charlie Brown, that is it. we are good. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so Joe, is it hard to, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you're kind of in charge um, and you're, is it easy for you and, you know, working with these guys and saying, Hey, like, I don't like that. Like Ryan, that's a alma mater song. Stop it. Um, I've never run into like direct issues where I'm just like, Oh, I absolutely hate that. Like I absolutely hate that. I'm usually open to more ideas, like even going into like uh, the studio setting, for instance, like I had, I had some pretty like dead set goals on some of these songs. Again, like these songs, I am, I'm one of those people who writes like literally one song every two and a half months because I'm just, you know, not, not productive all the time. Not like, not, you know, I can't just can't get the idea out or something like that. But when I have the, the like cemented idea for the song, I'm usually, I'm usually like want to hit those themes while I do those things. But when someone who has a better insight on what would sound better and I haven't like I, if I tunnel vision on something for four months, of course, I'm going to want it to sound exactly like this, exactly like this. But when like instant, for instance, Grut comes in with a lead part for a part that I didn't want to lead at. I'm just like, I could hear that. I could hear that and after like two or three listens I have it a little bit mixed. And I'm like that. There's no other way this song could sound even with like, I would say with a lot of Nick's bass lines made some of these songs what they are. I cannot oh. hear the bass lines in some of these songs because they are literally like the life of the songs. Like a lot of these songs really came to life in the, the, the last quarter of us being in the studio because of these little tweaks that we added. And even with uh, Joe at JL studios, there was, I remember there were two, specifically two vocal melodies that he wanted me to try that literally made it to the finals, the final of these two songs, because they were just inherently better than what I wanted. Like, again, like focusing on something for five months, I'm just like, I, I wanted, I wanted it exactly that way. But he told me, 
do it this way. And I heard the, the immediately, like I'm standing at the microphone, hearing it in my headphones. I'm like, that's way better. We're keeping that one right there. That is literally better than what I was thinking for the past five months. So I'm open to new ideas ever. I'm just trying to push the boundaries with my music. And I'm not like, I'm definitely not the best musician in the area or anything, but I'm definitely at that level where I know what I could play and I let people run with the things I lay down. I remember even um, one song on the EP, Milk Toast, it's they, all the guys hated me, hated me for how I wrote it. I wrote a very off, to, not even off time, but very weird progression with um, a lot of like weird minor chords that weren't like full on chords. And everyone's just like, oh my God, like what is, is that? How am I playing this? That and then it, it shaped up to be like real good. It shaped up to it, be real good when we all put our heads to it. It's weird because as it was as that one was building, it was like, you know, at first we no one really knew what to do, and then all of a sudden, you know, as it was going along, it just kept building and building, and then all of a sudden you knew exactly where it was going, and it, it turned out amazing. That's Probably one of my favorites now. Like it, uh, especially dude Nick. I remember you and I were like trying to figure out what Joey did at the <laughs> like the very end because I'm like, why would someone? It's crazy. You know what? I think it's you get into um, a lot of habits writing um, songs all the time. And like you start using similar chord progressions or whatever. And then you have somebody like Joey and Joey is so much more about what the song is versus like parts like Joey is writing. Um, you know, he's writing a verse, he's writing a chorus and he's just going. That's what's just coming out of him. So it doesn't matter what the chords are. Joey wrote the part. If he wrote the vocal, the part has to fit it. And Nick and I sat <laughs> for that part at Milk Toast <laughs> at the end of that song. Yeah. I, I probably put 15 minutes in on one part. And I think you did too, Nick, at one, like just trying to get that end. Oh my God, yeah. it made no sense. But it's one of my favorite songs that came out of that. Yeah, it's very haunting. Cool. That's fun. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, Joe, I mean, I was familiar with your um, your solo stuff, but I mean, I think I think working with, you know, these guys have probably definitely um, made you a better musician and, and better songwriter. And I mean, I, I've heard the song Foxhole that we'll play in a minute here. Um, but I was listening to him like this is like some of the best stuff that I've I've heard from you, um, even prior to the last two that you you sent my way. Um so I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's definitely, you know, working with these guys and, and kind of being able to bounce ideas off one another and, you know, get opinions about stuff is, is, is good for the overall project. Yeah, definitely. I'm um, really appreciative of the guys. They definitely helped me along fill in the gaps wherever I need. Like I was a lot of this is going to hurt was just like purely me messing around with my acoustic guitar, you know, probably accidentally ripping off songs of my, the, the artists I love, maybe like stuff like that. You know, everyone starts with wearing the artists they listen to on their sleeves. And I definitely feel like you could feel the wonder years poking through. You could definitely feel modern baseball, the front bombs poking through on everything I did. And then when like, I, I would say to the most degree, Grut helped me ghostwrite most of this is going to hurt because like I literally had so much. I had literally just acoustic tracks and like ideas for drum beats that like in hindsight, looking back, probably like there was only realistically two or three drum beats I did for that entire album and Grut made them better in the like when we were recording it. So I think I definitely think that like as far as music growth, I had to 
open up to think of everything as like a full band instead of me just being that the the person playing acoustically solo like I did for the first year and a half of me playing. I had to think of things from the whole band perspective. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, even with doing that record, it was kind of cool because uh, it was just me trying to learn how to record somebody after doing it for a while. And Joey was like, Joey helped me out with that. You know what I mean? Having somebody that wants to do x amount of songs is easier to do than me recording myself and um it was funny because you watch joey start with songs with just acoustic and they were gonna just be acoustic guitar and as the record progressed there was so much more electric guitars there were so much other parts you know what i mean it was just like um what joey what was the first song we did was it it wasn't glow stick is it this it is was, gonna this hurt is, this is gonna hurt or no this won't end well this one end well literally was just like it literally was going to be just like the acoustic. And then like we added some like real meaty bass. We added some like that do, 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 do part was never going to be as prominent as it was. And now it is like the driving force of that song where like the verses and the core, uh, the chorus end on the do, 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 do part. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just cool to watch, like just it progressed. Like even like songs like eschatology, which is one of my favorites or pie writer, or something like where they're borderline, yeah. like just close, not, full punk songs but you know they're faster they're not acoustic it's just it's awesome so it's it was definitely cool to see it turn yeah i mean i made uh some notes here about who i uh think i hear in this new song um but i'll wait till after we play it to uh i don't want to pigeonhole i don't want to say it and then have the listeners think okay this is what it sounds like i want them to kind of get their own opinion for it before i give give mine not that mine matters much but um what do we what do you say we uh premiere this this yeah. new song? Hell yeah. All right, this is Foxhole by the Robinson Need.
And that was Foxhole by the Robinson Aid. Well done, guys. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I so here's what I hear. I hear the Wonder Years. Definitely. That's in it. You mentioned that before, Joe. So that's kind of funny. Um, I do. I I feel like there is a hint of alma mater in there. Um, <laughs> My I do, sister called me on that. I do. I do hear that. Uh, the Hold Steady. I'm not I sure if you're familiar, familiar with that band. Check them out. They're good. Okay. And I don't know why. And maybe it's just some of the lyrics and the way you um, sing them. A band, Piebald. P i e b a l d. Piebald. They were like. I will check them out. But that. Yeah. Like late '90s, maybe. Way no? way before you guys. You guys were probably not, not even born yet. No, I'm '97. <laughs> Is that when you were born? Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know what's funny? Like, I was I was saying to my wife the other day. It's like, so you know that um, people who are turning 21 this year were born in the year 2000. That stresses. That's kind of freaky, right? That stresses me out a bit. Yeah, dude. Joe, like, you're young. <laughs> what are you talking about? I I'm I'm definitely over <laughs> over the hill at this point. Back's hurting out already. Yeah. Might as well put me in the grave. <laughs> I'm about just, to turn that. I'm about but, to turn that ripe age of 24, man. That's oh like the, uh, This is unbelievable. I was just uh, saying to my friends, so, so Ryan, you'll appreciate this. Like, so I'm 38, right? <laughs> wife kid like all my friends have like they're married or have you know one two or three kids or whatever it is um so now i'm thinking to myself like you know my life might be halfway over you know so like you know 38 times two is 76 right so it's like i'd be lucky to make 80 and and out of the remaining let's say make it to 80 right okay how many of those years are going to be good years as long as you get the tires. Uh, that was a dumb joke. Um, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Maybe I have like 15, 20, like good years, like good, yeah. like healthy, like no, no, no health issues. No, no, uh, you know, replaced hips or replaced knees. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I wish you, I wish you the next. Yeah. I, I hope you, I hope you make it to 112 and this podcast is still a thing. <laughs> Me too. That yeah, you qualify for the, the COVID vaccine. Maybe you'll qualify for the first bionic, like, uh, you know, <laughs> like just, at some point, this podcast might just be your, your brain in a jar, like just talk. <laughs> never know. Oh, man. This is going to be a historic interview where they're like, look, he predicted it. Yeah. That boy predicted <laughs> yeah. that the brain. Yeah. That's, the that's why we're doing this. We want it. Rec- we want it recorded and documented for the future. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what it is when oh, this man. will be shown to future generations and be like, that was the day they knew. He that called it. Robinson, that called jar. Well, I also, Dude, crystal bags. I also crystal. joked around and said that I have been preparing for this vax or for this pandemic for the last five years i knew that you know five years ago that you know in 2020 that we would be going through a pandemic and i would need to be obese in order to get the vaccine so i was just preparing <laughs> yeah hindsight's 2020 can i, I ask another you, one can i ask you a very dumb question sure how was that worded to you? Was it worded in a polite way or were they just really, you know what I mean? Cause like, how does someone get told that? Like, that sounds really mean. Um, when you're married to a pharmacist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <You> got- 
Yeah. So it's just, this is all through text, right? And my wife, cause you know, she's a pharmacist. She wants like her, you know, her parents are older. So she wants them to get, get, you know, get taken care of. And um, so when this, when they, when the qualifications changed, she had texted me and I, I should probably just go back and look, but I probably won't be able to find it. Um, basically she's like, I had just been to the doctor maybe two weeks prior. And I, I said to her, I, you know, after my appointment, she's like, well, I'm, I said, well, I'm a beast according to my BMI. And like two weeks later that this, the, the qualifications changed. And, um, Jeez. she said, what was your BMI again? And I said, I can't remember. It was like, I thought it was 34. So I went back and looked at my chart and it was 31. She said, okay, great. And she, she, uh, came back and said, um, you know, make an appointment. And I said, well, how do I, how do I qualify? I said, do I qualify because I'm fat? She said, yeah. (laughs) So it wasn't the doctor telling me that. Okay. I was really expecting to be like, Hey Johnny, real quick. Uh, (laughs) come on in. And he just like pulls you in real quick by the shirt. Hey, if this virus doesn't kill you, your body's going to get you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might as well give you one shot here so yeah so after i i, I posted a picture of uh of my vaccine card because that's what we do uh it doesn't, yeah, it's new thing. It, it doesn't count if you don't post it on facebook so i posted on facebook and i thought i was very clever i said i did it all for the nookie because everyone else was posting like i did it for my family and my feel with this and you know being real <laughs> nice about it and i was like I can do better than that. I did it all. Are you a, are you a Limp Bizkit fan, John? I am a Limp Bizkit fan. I am as well. <laughs> good, good. I saw them like two years ago. It was the best day of my life. They're great, great albums, man. I, and I don't care who 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 knows that. Well, define great. Like I'm not. My life didn't get changed by their lyrics. Well, like, no, I no. But I mean, like, like I remember being you know seventeen or whatever, eighteen when when Roland came out. Was it Roland? Was it called Roland? Oh my god. Um, yeah, I'm just like you know bumming around with my friends like it was great and um i mean that album i thought was was pretty good that's uh, a great can i can i tell you a um a dumb limp biscuit related story sure that i just want clarified and on some, some something so nobody knows that i'm or nobody <laughs> thinks i'm lying when i say it i when we did the um when we were doing the university drive tour it ended in hollywood we played the viper room and we played there two nights and the guys in cold we're friends with somebody in Limp, people in Limp Biscuit, And I happen to look at the guest list and I see two names. I see Fred Durst and it had a line through it. And I either meant Fred Durst is here or well, I don't know. He's just not coming. And then it's going to slip me right now. But their bass player, their bass, <laughs> their bass player's name was there, too. And I was like, oh, neat. And then I was hanging out with them. And then on, I just see this car roll up. He gets out and he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot. And he sees the guy and he goes, hey, um, Ryan is a big Limp Biscuit fan. And I just see the bassist from Limp Biscuit come off on this bus and sit next to me. And I started having a panic attack. I'm like, this dude wrote Nookie. He wrote Nookie. You were part of the reason Nookie exists, dude. This is baller. <laughs> I was like losing my mind. And the only thing that came out of my mouth is like, I like your Nirvana jacket. <laughs> I just like didn't know what to say. That was it. That was all I said to him because I didn't get a picture. I was way too nervous. That was that was it. Highlight of my life. That's awesome. I, I mean, it was great songs. It was great songs. Boy, I was a boiler. That was a great oh song. Oh my god, dude! Hot dog boiler. This is yeah. the third 
thing that I've been videotaped talking about Limp Bizkit, and I will continue it. The album in 03, results may vary. That was oh, a great dude, album. Eat You Alive and stuff yeah. like that. They're really, that really not so great cover that I didn't like of Behind Blue Eyes, but it was all yeah. right. Yeah. I actually, um, when I posted that on Friday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to some Limp Bizkit now. And it was great. I love it's, it. It's always great. There's it, literally there is not a point where my t- I, I could flip a car listening to Olympus for some reason. <laughs> well, I mean, it it break, break stuff. I mean, like, come on. Oh my God! Did you hear your hot dog? I'm sure I have. Yeah. Oh I, my God! You could punch. I could literally. <laughs> there's nothing I can't do. There is nothing. If I, <laughs> if I should start lifting and only listen to Olympus, there is nothing I can't do. I'm sorry for this derailing. I just figured this would be a good topic. That's Thank fine. You. That is more than okay. <laughs> I appreciate your love of Limp Biscuit. Thank you very much. I don't feel alone now because I got some, I got a little hate, you know, little jabs that, you know, like, hey, that was funny, but, you know, I thought you were better than that. You know, you're not a Limp Biscuit fan and you shouldn't be. Well, I don't feel alone because I have Fred Durst to sing me, you know, I didn't know who I was until I heard Rolling, you know, I I didn't, I couldn't get out of bed every morning until that (laughs) song came out. Rolling, 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 rolling. Great, great song. But, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. I feel much better about my life right now. I feel, even though I'm obese, I feel better <laughs> knowing that I have a friend who like Limp Bizkit, likes Limp Bizkit. I get made fun of a lot because I like Creed. I like, me too. What I, I I can't I can't dig you out of the Creed hole because I get the same shit. But I do, I do, and don't hate Creed. No, up to a certain record, Creed's flames. I think Human Clay or Weathered, whatever one it is, I think Weathered's the last one I like. That is a phenomenal record. Well, that was... They released one in 2009 or 10. That was good, too. They were all good. I don't oh care what anybody God. says. Um, that, that had rain on it and yes. stuff. I saw them on yes. tour, yeah. Yeah, so did I. I saw them with Skillet. <laughs> yes, at Montage. Yes. yes, it was great. And I like Nickelback, too. Up to a certain record, I can't disagree. Oh, yeah. Nickelback, the last like three or four, terrible. terrible. Oh, my God. It's garbage. You give me, when I was in uh, middle school, I think it was Dark Horse came out, and I still kind of liked it. I yeah. mean, they have songs that just, we, we can both agree here, you know, on camera that they, they don't always write great songs. Yeah. Well. But how you want <laughs> it comes on, everybody's going to sing it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... I'm sorry. I mean, Ryan, you and I can talk on a different podcast. We got to change love. the subject. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I feel like Joe and Nick are like, okay, guys, we're, you lost us. We're done. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> You're fine. Oh, good. It's a good conversation, I guess. <laughs> Nick's like, I should be watching. We're, 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 we're seeing your true sides, guys. See? See? I won't get any gigs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Well, awesome. You know, Robinson Aid, uh, the EP is called Lukewarm. You guys heard Foxhole tonight or today or whatever time I decide to post this this week. Um, but I'm excited to hear the EP. Um, I'm excited for you guys. Uh, Nick, it was a pleasure uh, meeting you. Yeah. Yeah, same, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Joe and Ryan, you are uh, two of my favorite musicians in this area. And we are, well, all you guys. I don't want to, I don't want to single Nick out. I just don't know you as well as I know them. Um, but yeah, Ryan, you're always so supportive of, you know, you were, I remember you being a constant uh, uh, person at the uh, Alt Natives Underground shows we were doing, you were supporting the other music oh, yeah. in this area. So, um, and, and Joe, your smile is contagious. 
<laughs> there it is. <laughs> See, the the one thing that always keeps happening, my girlfriend comments that when I'm genuinely happy, I smile with my teeth, but my tongue like pokes out of my teeth like like this when I'm, when I'm genuinely happy. You, if you watch this video back and you notice it, you'll see it all the time now when I'm like genuinely laughing at something. All right. It happens. What was it? Your tongue, your tongue yeah. pokes out of your mouth? Oh, I go like, I got like it. that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before things get weird. <laughs> no, Joe, I'm serious. Your, your smile's contagious. You're a stellar human being and all you guys, thank you for what you do in this, this area. Um, yeah. Can I give you a shout out? I mean, I guess. Dude, thank you very much for continuing, uh, something that means a lot to a local community that, uh, you know, I, th I think when, uh, Everybody saw that the, everything with, you know, I won't even name it. I don't know how that works, but I won't name any names. But when you, when you change platforms, okay, let's leave it at that. But uh, I think everybody respected the, it, you know, no one knows how cool it is to hear their own music on a radio station and have somebody, you know, talking. You know what I mean? Like you'll hear something on a local radio station and they just play it by like it's a playlist. I mean, you'll stop and be like, and this album's coming out. There's a show here. There's this. And it, I mean, it means the the absolute world to a scene that, truly cares for one another. I mean, even everything with the shirts, man, you do so much for us. And, uh, you know, thank you very much for everything you do. And it, it is appreciated by most, if not all, I don't, yeah. I don't talk to every single person, but I mean, you know what I mean? You're, you're yeah. phenomenal. I think it's unbelievable what you do for everybody. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, for the shirts, for the scene, I mean, <clears throat> that all kind of spawned from, you know, the show got put on hiatus I mean, I didn't know what that meant. Like hiatus to me in the business that I'm in, that could mean like never. And that's like, yeah, to yeah. me, that was like me telling my kid, like not right now or I'll think about it. And it's just a way to like get him to like stop bothering me and asking me about whatever he's trying to get me to do. Cause he shouldn't be doing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and I keep saying this and I'll, I'll keep saying it. Um, you know, when that happened, I felt, lo I felt lost. I felt like, I mean, hosting that show on Saturday nights gave me a sense of purpose. Um, I didn't get paid to do it. It was something that I love to do. And, and one that got canceled or put on hiatus rather, um, I felt lost. I was like, what do I do now? Like, who am I? Like, you know, and then I started thinking maybe I need, you know, guys like, you know, you more than you need me. So I said, how can I, how can I have a, make an impact for you guys. Like, and I thought, you know, they haven't been able to play a show since like March. And, you know, these are people in this area, the musicians who have always, um, donated, donated their time and talents to like different charities and benefits. You know, when you know, someone gets sick or they're, you know, someone's house burns down and you know, you're trying to raise money. What's the first thing people try and do? They try and find entertainment and you guys have, you know, without hesitation, everyone, you know, musicians here have just done it and never asked for anything in return. Never. Right. And I'm like, you know what, this is an opportunity for us to help them and help you guys. And I went and stole the idea from Axelrad <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, they did that. They did a thing, uh, in like May or June of last year, the shirts yeah. off their backs thing. Um, and I'm like, well, I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. We're in a pandemic. We can't host a live show for, to raise money for anybody. 
Um, and what's cooler than a band t-shirt, right? Yeah. And, and they're a great I company. Too. They're absolutely great company. I've gotten all my shirts through them. Everyone loves yeah, them. They're always shirt was an extra shirt. Yeah. Well, here's a little secret. Um, I will begin working for them on there February 1st. Congrats. Oh yeah, brother. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I uh, accepted a job with them. I'll start February 1st. Um, it's funny how life works out. Um, you know, I wasn't looking for a new job, but Dave and I, one of the owners there have been talking for probably 11 years about working together, you know, at some point. And, you know, they're expanding. They just bought a new building. They're moving into, they might even be moved in now. I don't know. Oh, they're huge. Yeah. I remember I walked in last time I went for a shirt order there. That was like, it had to be like a year and a half ago. They're like the, I was talking to, I'm not sure maybe the owner, I'm not sure what his name was, but he was like, Oh yeah, we just got done doing like breaking bands merch or something like that. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, it's like an order of like 50,000 shirts. I'm like, 50,000 or something like that. I'm like, Oh my God, they're huge. They're great. Yeah. They've done merch for breaking Ben Slayer, Radiohead, Elton John. Yeah. Well, so, what? yeah. <laughs> Elton John. They yeah. did it. Yeah. So yes, yes, yes. they're moving into a new building, uh, a bigger building. And um, just, that's going to set them up to do bigger things. And I'm excited. And you know, it's funny. Cause I, I also think that, you know, had I still had that show, I think I would have been a little hesitant to, to, you know, take a new job and, and kind of walk away from that show on my own. Yeah, yeah. But since it was kind of made for me, I mean, it, it, all the timing kind of just lined up. Like, you know, that was, that was canceled. I, I, I started this, which I'm really happy doing. And then I'm, you know, starting a different, different career path. So it's all good. Well, congratulations, brother. And then, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. And uh, best of luck with this new EP. And uh, Ryan, we'll, we'll set something up where we can talk about uh, what do they call that now these days? Like cock rock or butt rock. <laughs> butt, rock. <laughs> butt rock. Butt rock. Yeah. <laughs> butt rock. We'll do, we'll do the, uh, the Ryan Grut butt rock podcast. <laughs> I promise you, I will get loaded and we could do it. We'll just need a sensor bar. Cause I will probably start going off. You can curse. It's all good. I, I know. I'm just, you know, my mom watches and I want to make her smile. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, I'll have a sensor button just for that special for that show. Awesome. But all right, guys, thanks so much. I'm looking forward to the uh, EP and uh, hopefully I'll see you all in person sooner than later. Yeah, definitely. And, and thank you oh, so yeah. much for coming to me and asking me to premiere this, this song. It means a lot to me that you guys would even, you know, consider me to do that. So uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. See you. Thank you. See you.